Here's everything you might have missed in The Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Hector Navarro, and today we're again talking about the series where Pedro Pascal has to be an unwilling dad to a kid who melts his heart of ice. Yes, yesterday was The Last of Us, and today we're breaking down the newest trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. While we saw some of these shots in the first trailer a few months back, this trailer gave us a bit more context for what we saw. But of course, from here on out, there will be spoilers, so if you would not like to see the baby, then head out now. The trailer opens with Mando's walking the desert, while Din Djarin says, Our people are scattered, like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? So good. It's great to see some more variety in Mandalorian armor here. With only a brief glimpse of a crest, there's speculation as to what clans or coverts these Mandalorians could hail from. Considering Paz Vizsla's appearance later in the trailer, these might be refugees from the former covert on Navarro or disparate groups of Mandalorians rallying to Din Djarin. But we have to admit, Din's classic Beskar look manages to be the most stunning set of armor here. As the wielder of the Darksaber, Din has a chance to unite his people. It'll be fun to see him take a more active role in his community, so to speak. Some of these helmets look similar to Night Owl helmets, the elite force led by Bo-Katan Kryze, or even Sabine Wren's helmet. We suspect that we might get to meet Wren in the flesh in this third season. With the live-action debut of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian's second season, we wouldn't be shocked to see Sabine show up here as a live-action introduction to the character. Especially since her personal history ties so closely to the Great Purge of Mandalore. And as a former Darksaber wielder herself, there's a lot of thematic stuff that makes her appearing in The Mandalorian feel apt. Next up, we have Mando's souped-up N1 starfighter traveling through hyperspace with Grogu being cute. We also see Grogu snuggled up tight in the cockpit. We see later that his observation bubble will be removed in favor of restoring the ship's astromech socket. We're guessing this change is to help calculate a safe hyperspace lane to Mandalore. During this segment, Mando says, Being a Mandalorian's not just about learning how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. A fitting lesson for him to teach young Grogu. We then see the N1 land on Navarro, which seems to be doing much better now that it's in Grief Karga's hands. We have another Kowakian monkey lizard sighting. Good to see them no longer being roasted on a spit like in season one. We will never not point out these little hellions. I love them. We see more of this much nicer Navarro before Mando clasps hands with Grief Karga himself. This is another entry in badass Carl Weathers hand clasps along with 1987's Predator. You son of a bitch. Behind Grief are what looks like a band comprised of a couple of Twi'leks along with a Quarren and possibly a Gran. Better days have come to Navarro indeed. A Gran. Notice the statue with what appears to be IG-11's foot stomping on a Stormtrooper helmet in the background. A fitting tribute to IG-11's sacrifice in season one. This shot was in the first trailer, but the statue is too cool not to point out again. You're welcome. Then we have the N1 flying through some chop. Notice R5-D4 in the back of the ship. So this is after Din's visit to Pelimato on Tatooine. We think this shot is them descending on Mandalore. Din is told he needs to atone for his sins in the living waters and the mines of Mandalore, which we see later. And this might be a reference to him being washed clean that is effective if a little on the nose. This is further pounded home by the armorer quenching some metal from the first trailer while Din tells her, 
I'm going to Mandalore so that I may be forgiven for my transgressions. Couple that with Bo-Katan's accusations in the first trailer that his cult fractured their people, and we know that Din's sense of identity among Mandalorians will be put to the test this season. Maybe he'll realize that taking off his helmet isn't so bad in the grand scheme of things. You're right. Thanks, Anakin. But speaking of things that are bad, we see a bombed out Mandalorian city. This could be the domed capital Sundari, but there are a lot more plants growing on it than we've previously seen, so we cannot claim for certain. This destruction is evidence of the Great Purge, when the Empire used weapons of mass destruction to break the Mandalorians and scatter them across the galaxy. Does that sound like another famous group we know about in Star Wars? The Jedi Order, perhaps? Yes! And it appears that this season is also going to show how much these two groups that hate each other actually have in common. We're going to build some bridges. We're going to build some bridges. Next, we see Amy Sedaris's Pelimato herself waving to the N1 with R5-D4 firmly fitted inside. She tells them, may the Force be with you and I'm sure they could use it where they're going. Presumably, Din will need to trust the astromech to calculate a safe path to Mandalore through hyperspace. Then we get our first, this is the way of the trailer, as Grogu watches fireworks. This could be over Tatooine or Navarro. We're guessing Tatooine, but there's a lot of smoke obscuring things. As for what they could be celebrating on Tatooine, we're guessing Boonta Eve celebrations were canceled with the ousting of the huts, since that is a hut holiday. Maybe we're getting to see a Tatooine version of Life Day. Happy Life Day to you. Next, we get some shots of what is either Coruscant or a different city planet like Hosnian Prime. Either choice would be interesting because we haven't gotten too much of a glimpse of either during this post-Return of the Jedi era. Dr. Pershing, the cloner played by Omid Abtahi, is being driven by a droid straight from Ralph McQuarrie concept art. He seems awfully unsupervised, so either cooperating with the New Republic earned him some leeway, or he's escaped and back with the Imperials. Which also would raise some questions if the Imperial Remnant is able to operate so openly on a core world. Either way, we know that his cloning experiments will eventually lead to the creation of Supreme Leader Snoke and Palpatine's Final Order clone of himself that returned in The Rise of Skywalker. Somehow Palpatine returned. I guess Poe Dameron didn't watch Mandalorian Season 3 to find out how Palpatine could return. It cannot be! The Emperor is dead! In between the shots of Pershing, we see New Republic Captain Carson Teva, played by Paul Sung-Hyung Lee, warning someone of something dangerous happening in the Outer Rim. It's a safe bet to think this is referring to what will become the First Order. And we also think that Teva's storyline in this season will be part of what was originally planned for the Rangers of the New Republic television series that we haven't heard from in a while. I just hope we learn where he gets that cool pilot jacket with the Rancor patch. And I hope we can buy it at Star Wars Celebration. I bet you we will. The trailer makes it seem like Teva is talking to Din, but this shot where Din's covered in rain is most likely a palace hall on Mandalore, and a match from where Bo-Katan is in the first trailer. The rain on his armor is further evidence that the shots of the N1 flying through rain before were his descent to Mandalore. Bo-Katan's quest to unite Mandalore puts her directly at odds with Din Djarin, who has the Darksaber. His ownership of the Darksaber makes him a candidate to lead the Mandalorians. With her desire to win it from him in battle, we suspect that Bo-Katan will play much more of an antagonist role than their uneasy alliance in Season 2. Note we said antagonist, not villain. She's not bad, but their different paths to the same goal are definitely going to cause some friction between them. Next, we see Din picking up a dusty old Mandalorian helmet in a cave. We're guessing these are the mines where he must seek his atonement. 
We know that Grogu is there with him, and the first trailer makes it likely Bo-Katan is there as well. Could this be the helmet of a Mando we've met before in an animated series with a last name like Saxon or Vizsla? Or just a nameless victim of Imperial evil? Only time will tell! We get another glimpse of Grogu's memories in the form of Jedi protecting him in the Jedi Temple during Order 66. We can't see what's trying to break through the door, but these Star Wars series can't get enough of showing us Order 66. It's like the Wayne family murder of the Star Wars galaxy. Maybe this season we'll finally find out which Jedi saved Grogu's life. Maybe a familiar one. But Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda were off-world during Order 66, so they're out as options. Who? Who could have done this? There's also the possibility that this shot being a flashback is a fake-out, and it could be a shot of Jedi from the High Republic era to set up the upcoming series The Acolyte, which is currently filming. Or maybe even some of Luke Skywalker's Padawans in the present. Sure, this is a stretch, but Star Wars could surprise us by setting up a different era than we expect. This is not going to go the way you think. Next, we have some TIE Interceptors chasing a Mandalorian starfighter, further cementing the Imperial Remnant's presence in the series and that they just can't leave Mandalore alone. The trailer tries to make you believe that Din is in the Mandalorian fighter, but this is still the N1 cockpit, so the Interceptors are probably chasing someone else. Next, we have Mando go to what seems like a droid cantina. It's about time they found a place willing to serve them. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. There are some R-series astromechs here, along with the creepy clown droid from Return of the Jedi, <laughs> along with the droid that we previously saw driving Dr. Pershing. Maybe this is a scene where Din is trying to track down that doctor. But we're hoping Din has gotten over his irrational hatred of droids because there are some B-1 battle droids here enjoying a fine beverage as well. Which reminds me of a joke. Two battle droids walk into a bar and the bartender greets them. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Moving on to this shot of Mandalorians dropping down from a jump ship. We hate to overuse the word epic, but it feels appropriate here. At first glance, they look like another flashback to the Death Watch commandos who saved Din as a foundling, but the next shot places them on Navarro because we see a variety of Mandos doing what they do best, kicking ass and taking names. Note here that the IG-11 statue has been destroyed. R.I.P. again. And also it looks like Paz Vizsla is present, which means maybe he's patched things up with Din after their duel over the Darksaber and getting all mad that Din took off his helmet. It's like, relax, dude. We know what you look like under there. You look like Jon Favreau. <laughs> we also get a shot of Amanda with reclaimed clone trooper armor, which is pretty sweet. And we also get a shot of a couple of Anzellans cheering. Is one of these Babu Frick? He's set to return in the series, but we're not sure if either of these is him since their goggles are of a different make than the goggles that Best Boy Babu wears in The Rise of Skywalker. We get some more shots of Grogu most likely in the mines below Mandalore when a creature with no good intent jumps out at him, but Grogu has learned how to protect himself from his daddies Din and Luke, punctuated with a final, this is the way for the trailer. Using the Force to fight off this creature feels reminiscent of the fight with the Mudhorn and also seems to highlight the similarities between Jedi and Mandalorian. And that brings us to the end of the trailer. Feels like March 1st can't come soon enough. I guess in the meantime, we'll just have to watch The Last of Us to get our Papacito Pedro fix. What am I supposed to do? I'm sure you'll figure that out. 
In the meantime, tell us, what are you most excited for in The Mandalorian season three? Do you think we'll get live action introductions to any characters from Rebels before Ahsoka drops later in the year? That's my question for you. Let us know in the comments below. And for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.